Well, God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing, and we are glad in it. And like David, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And while we are the church scattered, uh, we are gathered uh, in virtual space. So I want to bless God for all of our saints that are part of our church online family and all of you uh, today uh, as we are preparing our hearts for worship this morning. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing and glad in it. Uh, Deacon, I will just let me know uh, if I'm looking good. Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. So come on in and as you're coming in, just type in praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you, Facebook and YouTube family. Uh, I am super excited about our opportunity to come together today to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. God bless you. His testimony. God bless you as you're coming in. Uh, just blessings. Greet somebody as you come on today. Uh, we're excited about our time together in Jesus' name. Hey, Mama. God bless you, Mother Williams. God bless you. Uh, his testimony is good to see you. Amen. Uh, all of you in the house of the Lord today, uh, I pray that you are well. I pray that you are safe. Uh, and I pray that the Lord continues to strengthen you and to greet you. Amen. Uh, God bless you. Says, Amen. We see you coming in. Amen. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, it's the first Sunday uh, of of a new month, and it's the first day of that month. Amen. Uh, and so for that, we're grateful to God. So come right on in, everybody. Praise the Lord. Uh, praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, anybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. As you're coming in today uh, on Instagram, I see you as you're coming in. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, Brother Carol. God bless you. Uh, hey, amen. 31 Virtuous, God bless you as you're coming in. Uh, we greet you with Jesus' joy. Uh, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Mama Alice, God bless you. Got your message. And we're praying with you and praying for you. In Jesus' name. Just come on in, everyone. Come right on in. Amen. Just come right on in uh, as we prepare our hearts for worship this morning. For worship is participatory, and we're going to open our hearts uh, in prayer in just a moment. I want to just give a few more moments for others to come in as well. Uh, God bless you from Canada. We see you. Amen. So on Instagram as well, just uh, do like the Facebook family is doing and just say praise the Lord. Amen. PTL. Uh, God bless you. Uh, this is the day again that the Lord has made. And we're rejoicing in it and glad in it. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Deacon Ivo, do we have our slides? Uh, is that possible? I'm not sure if we have them, but if we do, we can put them in uh, to share as well. Amen. Uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Again, it's so good for us to be here. So good for us to worship the Lord together. And uh, amen. Good morning, Dr. White. We God bless you all the way from Atlanta. And we're so glad to see you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. All right. Well, as we're getting ready and we're coming in, uh, we're going to open up with a word of prayer. 
I believe that prayer changes everything. Uh, and when we pray, uh, we come into alignment with heaven concerning every circumstance, situation, and need in the name of Jesus. So let's commit our hearts to prayer this morning. I want us to prepare our hearts for prayer, uh, everyone, as we normally would uh, do so standing in the sanctuary. Let's do so now at this time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for what you're doing and what you're continuing to do. Lord, we praise your holy and righteous name. We thank you that you are God and besides you, there is none other. And we ask spirit of the living God that you would open our hearts, that you would open our minds, that you would open our spirit man, that we might receive all that you desire to do in us and through us and with us. So let's come into agreement this morning, even now. Father, we bless you. We thank you for what you're saying, for what you're doing. We say amen to what you've already begun to do uh, and what you're continuing to do. Uh, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Father, I pray even now in the name of Jesus that you would open the hearts of your people, that you would open our minds, that you open every area of our lives, that we would come into the fullness of what you desire to do for this set time, for all of our worship, all of our praise belongs to you. Let's just open our hearts in prayer uh, this morning. Father, we, we just extol your name. We just magnify your name. We just bless your name. We just praise your name. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. And so, Father, even this morning, let this service bring your name glory. Let this service bring your name honor. Let this service bring your name praise. For if I be lifted up, you said that you draw all men unto me. And so, Spirit of the living God, we extol you, we bless you, and we worship you this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen and amen. Again, as we prepare our hearts for worship this morning, worship is participatory. So if you could, you can even greet one another in the chat uh, and just tell them the peace of the Lord be with you. Amen. Uh, we're getting ready to, to get started. Uh, we're going to begin before our creed comes. Uh, Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. And we did this last Sunday. I want to do that again. Uh, Titus chapter 2, uh, verses 11 through 13. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I miss all of you today. Uh, and some of you, uh, some of our uh, on-site family, I miss you as well uh, due to the marathon. Amen. Uh, Titus chapter 2. Verses 11 through 13. Deacon, I will just check your devices. Amen. God bless you, uh, Brother Ronald. Uh, and it's, the Bible says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Uh, we're going to prepare ourselves now for worship by reciting our creed. 
what we believe uh, dictates how we behave. And so we will recite this creed uh, together and you can do so right at home uh, where you are. Uh, and so uh, we're able, <clears throat> we're able, we're able to do this together as one family in Christ. Uh, amen. And let's go, let's go, let's go. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. And the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We thank God for understanding the importance of our faith uh, and our faith is precious our faith is sacred and we never take that lightly amen praise the lord all right uh, now we want to transition ourselves for our confession of sin uh, and the bible tells us in uh, the psalms creating me a clean heart O god and renewing me the right spirit. It is important for us to understand that when we pray, God renews in us the right spirit. And uh, despite all the things that are happening in our world, despite everything that is happening around us, we need the peace of God to serenade us, to give us wisdom, to give us direction, and to give us insight. So let us come and pray this together. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning, uh, as we read the word of God together, will be coming from Psalm 30. Uh, Psalm 30. And I will put that in the uh, comments there. Psalm 30. Amen. God bless you, Life Coach. Psalm 30. Our scripture lesson this morning will be coming from Psalm 30. And we're going to read the first 12 verses. Psalm 30. God bless you, Sister Tate. And we're going to read the first 12 verses. Psalm 31 through 12. And we'll be reading them this morning out of the New Revised Standard Version. Amen. I am just excited about uh, this brand new month. I, I tell you, I'm learning to appreciate uh, when God gives new opportunities. Amen. And uh, isn't it isn't life a blessing? How many of you can testify that life is a blessing? Let me see some hand emojis or some hearts. Amen. That life is a blessing. And every time I wake up, I'm always grateful to God, always grateful to God for his goodness, always grateful to God for his faithfulness, always grateful to God for all that he is doing. Amen. 
Psalm 30, verses 1 through 12. Psalm 30. Let's put that uh, just, the, just the marker so people can see it. Amen. Verses 1 through 12. All right. And uh, let's let's look at it. Amen. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. Verse 2. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Uh, Sing praises to the Lord, O you his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. One of my favorite verses, weeping may endure, weeping, verse number five, weeping may linger, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I want you to share this worship experience with someone. I want you to share the word of the Lord with someone today. Uh, no matter how long our night season may feel, no matter how long our night season may seem, no matter how long our night season may sometimes cause us to look, uh, the Bible reminds us that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes with the morning. Verse number six, as for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall not be moved by your favor. Verse seven, O Lord, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried and to the Lord, I made supplication. What profit is there in my death? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness. Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be unto God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's just, I'm just thinking and praising God this morning. Amen. I see some clap emojis there. Glory to God. Uh, so uh, I want to prepare our hearts as we get ready for the Lord's Prayer this morning. Uh, as we get your elements, get your communion elements ready. Get your communion elements ready. Hi. Uh, get your communion elements ready as we prepare our hearts for uh, worship. And listen, if you don't have it, uh, you can partake in faith today. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, and we're going to prepare our hearts uh, for that at this time. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he taught them saying, everybody, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We start the day in peace. We end the day in peace. May the peace of the Lord be with you and also with you. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread. 
and said, take, eat. This is my body broken for you. Uh, this do in remembrance of me. Let us all eat together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you. A bread is indicative of the body. Uh, and a body is not a body without blood. And on the same token, he took the cup indicative of his blood. And he said, when I pass by you, uh, when I see the blood, I will uh, forgive you. And so we want to make sure that we understand. We want to make sure that we understand the importance of the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If you do not have uh, grape juice, uh, you can also use water for in John 2. We know that Jesus turned water into wine. Let us, we say as the early church said, Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. You may drink at this time in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We bless your holy and righteous name. Uh, I want us to prepare ourselves uh, as we're getting ready for the word of God this morning, as is our custom. Uh, and as we get ready, I want you to just type in the comments. I'm ready. If you're ready for the word, just type in. I'm ready. You can have a word good. Uh, if you're ready for the word, just type in. I'm ready. Amen. I want to thank everyone, uh, Lady Dara, and I want to thank everybody uh, for your love and support during our virtual baby shower on yesterday. It was truly a blessing, uh, and we are grateful to God for it and for you. Uh, we are, of course, someone said, are we still taking gifts? Absolutely. Uh, but we're grateful to the Lord for you. And for so many of our family who have uh, sent in uh, gifts and, and prayers and love and support uh, for us. And we're so grateful uh, for your love and for your support as well. Amen. Uh, I want to make an announcement. This Tuesday night, we will not have TNT. This Tuesday night, we will not have TNT. Um, I want to prepare. Uh, we closed out last Tuesday the School of the Spirit, and we're going to be shifting to the School of Prayer. The School of Prayer. And I just need a little bit more time to prepare for that uh, while I'm in prayer. Okay. The Lord woke me up early this morning. Uh, Mother, Mama Alice, we're praying for you. The Lord woke me up early this morning. Uh, and it was so early. I hadn't been, haven't had an encounter like that in a very long time. Lord woke me up early this morning and gave me some instructions on some things to finish writing. And so I'm going to be working on that. So I, I am uh, in the midst of releasing, getting ready to release a brand new book, uh, trying to go back to releasing a book or two a year. And uh, some of the things that I'm going to share with you this morning will be a few things that we will uh explore in more depth in our new book. Amen. Uh, and so you'll be hearing more about that in the days ahead. Now, this month, the month of May, uh, Sister Claudine, Tim and Strong, all the way in Texas, her birthday's at the end of the month. Uh, but we want to celebrate and shout out all of our May babies uh, that are part of our ministry. Amen. Uh, and if we don't know your birthday, uh, we never shouted it out because we don't know. So DM us and let us know as well. Uh, let's go to the word of God. So again, no Bible study this Tuesday. Uh, and 
we do need, and I will send you if you have uh, the ways that you connect with us, if you are a part of our texting system, uh, you can even text global to 51400. Um, we need your, uh, we need your ladies uh, and gentlemen, we need your uh, emails as we're getting ready to revamp the men and women ministries. Uh, we will be doing some Zoom calls. Uh, First Lady, when, when she recovers a bit from the baby, uh, the new baby, she wants to revamp the uh, women's uh, ministry as well. So uh, you'll be able to connect with that. Uh, <laughs> amen. You'll be able to connect with that as well. And then for the, for the men, uh, we will also be doing something similar in that regard. All right. So let's jump into the word next Sunday is Mother's Day. Uh, amen. And we will be honoring uh, not just uh, mothers, but also those who are surrogates, uh, those who uh, give their lives to be a blessing to others. Romans chapter one. I'm ready for the word. Romans chapter one. God bless you, Vaughn. I always keep you in prayer. It's good to see you. Romans chapter one. There's quite a few of you that we don't see, uh, but we're praying for you as well. Romans chapter one. Uh, let someone know that we're on. Uh, Brother Horace, good to see you. And we're going to look at this. And the lectionary also takes us to Acts chapter nine. Uh, we may go there as well. But let's start with the foundation in Romans chapter one. Uh, we're calling this series Unashamed, Unashamed, Unashamed. And uh, there is something very powerful about laying a foundation. And so I want to lay a foundation today that I believe will bring some strength uh, for us in light of everything that we are facing. Uh, and I, I think that that is very apropos for where we are. As I said, I'm uh, in a book writing season, book writing mode, and I thought that I wasn't, uh, but clearly God had other plans. I was up several hours in the wee hours this morning uh, just writing things as I was hearing them from the Lord, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Very excited about that. I'm always grateful that he still speaks. Amen. So Romans chapter one, verse number 16. And uh, I want to read it out of the old New King James first, and then we will read it uh, after that. Okay. Uh, Deacon Ivo, thank you for your faithfulness, Brother Matthew, your consistency. Pastor Josh is ministering this morning. Uh, and we're so grateful to God for you. Uh, just flow with me. I know I didn't send you the stuff, but just flow with me, okay? Amen. Romans chapter one. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Father, bless this witness, charge it with your power, give us wisdom, give us understanding, for your word declares that wisdom is the principal thing. And in all getting, you said that we are to get understanding. So we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. 
I want to talk to you this morning from a very simple subject, uh, but I don't want to, I don't, what I don't want to happen is its simplicity to eliminate its profundity. I'm going to say that again. I don't want the simplicity of what I'm going to share this morning to eliminate its profundity. Uh, many years ago, many years ago, uh, Einstein, uh, Albert Einstein, one of the uh, arguably one of the most intelligent minds on the planet, uh, who is credited with uh, establishing the theory of relativity, if I believe it is, uh, E equals MC squared. And Einstein was one that was revered, that was respected. And many years ago, uh, many years ago, I was blessed to go on a, a class at Princeton uh, Theological Seminary on the campus of Princeton University. And the house that Einstein stayed in is still there. I was blessed to go by the house and not go inside, but see it. And I remember it because it was a very unassuming house. It wasn't like it was something that was quite a spectacle, but they kept referring to it uh, as Einstein's house. And I'm not Einstein was credited for saying something that I think really speaks to where we are right now. And uh, years ago, he mentioned years ago, he mentioned uh, he mentioned uh, that there are several layers of genius several layers of genius. And for the sake of this message this morning, I want you to stay with me. Uh, his argument was that simplicity, simplicity is the highest form of genius. Simplicity is the highest form of genius. And so in other words, what he was saying is that the more we are able to embrace how simple something is, the more we can fully understand the essence of it. So how does this work? Stay with me. This word is going to bless you. In Romans chapter one, verse 16, pretty familiar passage, but I want to look at it in an unfamiliar way. It says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now, when we look at the New Living Translation, are you with me? If you're with me, let me see some hearts. Uh, say amen. Amen. Uh, Romans chapter one, verse 16. And the New Living Translation says, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. I want to stop there for just a minute. I am not ashamed about this good news about Christ. I'm not ashamed of the good news. Now, we oftentimes hear people refer to, oh, the gospel is good news. But how does that work? I want to spend some time over these next few weeks, Pastor Josh and I, uh, doing some foundational teaching and preaching on what it is that we believe. Uh, and when we talk about uh, the good news, notice what the Apostle Paul says by way of the Holy Spirit in Romans chapter one, for I am not ashamed of the good news. Uh, it is God's power. It is God's power, bringing salvation to everyone who believes. So I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed of 
the good news. Today, our world is not defined by BC or AD or even CE, common era. Sister Chelsea from Detroit, most people today have not seen World War I or World War II. Uh, some have seen the Vietnam War. Uh, many uh, prior to the last two years would define the world from pre 9-11 and post 9-11. But now uh, we can define the world from pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. And there is a distinction between what the Apostle Paul says here about good news and what we commonly know as good news. One of my challenges, and I got to be honest, can we be honest this morning? I want to talk to you this morning from my heart. One of my challenges today is the proliferation in our highly uh, social media era. One of the challenges today, uh, one of the challenges today uh, in our highly social media era uh, is that uh, we have a tendency, we have a tendency to think that everyone is an expert, uh, to think that everyone is an expert. Uh, and I want us to, to, to understand this, and I wanna unpack this, why? Because when we think that everyone is an expert based upon what we see online, it diminishes our value to really understand who is an authority on an area or on a subject matter. Stay with me. So how does this work practically? Well, uh, <clears throat> nine times out of 10, whenever someone uh, has expertise in an area, you generally seek them out for advice or what people would call good advice. Am I making sense so far? Notice what the Apostle Paul did not say. He did not say, for I am not ashamed of the good advice. He said, I am not ashamed of the good news. So there is a difference. There is a distinction. There is a difference between what we see today as good advice and what the word of God articulates to us as good news. Deacon Ivor, are we good? Uh, there is a difference between good advice and good news. And I want to submit to us this morning that a lot of times what we are hearing is good advice in our messages, in our teaching, in our preaching, but it is not good news. Good news means that something must change. Good news means that everything that once was is no more. Good news means that God has done something significant, and as a result, the world will never be the same. I want to submit to us today that what we have come to know about the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, and the enthronement of Christ uh, is has was at one time commonly referred to as the greatest story ever told. 
But I want to submit to us today that it has now become the greatest story never told. So what is the good news that Jesus himself announced and told his followers to announce as well? Uh, the gospel, the term gospel, the gospel, because we see it, it's an old English word that we see uh, in our New King James and other translations, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, right? Come here, come here, come here. Let's go a step deeper here. That word gospel today carries different meanings. And as I was doing some writing early this morning and praying, as I was writing early this morning, Spirit of the Lord began to really deal with me about this. Uh, because uh, when we think of gospel today, uh, different languages, different meanings come. When we talk of the gospel truth, a lot of times it's when we want to stress how reliable something is. Uh, in some instances, when we hear the term preaching the gospel, uh, it sometimes is uh, an attempt to explain how to become a believer or a formula to get to heaven. But when we understand what Jesus does when he establishes in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. What he is actually saying is that when we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying the exact opposite of what many have come to understand. What do you mean by that? Let's back up, uh, not just from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but let's remember the conversation that Jesus has with a Pharisee by the name of Nicodemus. Can we go into the word this morning? Pharisee by the name of Nicodemus in John's gospel, chapter number 3. And Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. And as Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night, uh, he has a problem. And he says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no man can do the things you do except the Lord be with him. Jesus says something very important. And I don't want us to miss this. Jesus says to him, you must be born. We normally interpret based on the old English translation, you must be born again. But when you really understand the essence of John chapter three and its original connotation, what he's really saying is you must be born from above. You must be born from above. Y'all mighty quiet this morning. That means somebody's listening. So Jesus says to him, you must be born from above. We have normally used the terminology, you must be born again. But when you understand that word in its original connotation, he's saying you must be born from above, which is why John then asks the question, how can I be born from above when I have already entered my mother's womb? And then Jesus begins to establish with him uh, he begins to establish with him how life in the spirit works. You need to get what I'm saying to you this morning. How life in the spirit works. You must be born from above. So that means uh, that it is a transformation. It is a change. That means it is a radical dislocation of what we once knew. I want to submit to you this month 
And I know normally we talk about the month of May as a month of miracles and a month of this and a month of that. I want to submit to you this month that God wants this month for us and for you and for I to be a month where we want more of him. How many of you want more of God? How many of you want more of God in your life in every area and facet of your being? So he says, you must be, glory to God, born from above. How does this then work? How does this then work? So, so I understand now, if I'm going to be born from above, that I've got to look at things differently. So God is after changing my lens. I see some amens. God is after changing my lens. God is after changing how I see. You must be born from above. Hold it. Come in, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. Let's, 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 let's look at this. Just this one verse today. Let's just look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, uh, I'm not ashamed of the good news. I am not ashamed of the good news. So old word gospel, old English word. When we when we're using this term, some people when they hear the term gospel, they think of music on their Spotify account. But what does Jesus mean by this? So many times it's possible that we can have good advice but wrong news. Good advice, but wrong news. When Jesus and the early church explained to us what they meant by good news, they meant more than what we see today. They really saw it as news. And they believed that it was news that was so good, it was worth announcing as widely as possible. This news is about something that has happened. And as a result, everything will now be different. And again, uh, when we understand the difference between good advice and good news, good advice, how to live, how to do this, how to do that, do this uh, is very formulaic. The purpose of advice is to make you do something to get a desired result. That's why Christianity, and I have nothing wrong with all of the, the, the different models that we have today. I believe in counseling and consulting and coaching and all of that. But Christianity is not solely about counseling and consulting and, and coaching. Christianity, salvation is about conversion. I need you to hear what I'm saying. When you meet Jesus, something in you begins to change. When you meet Jesus, your relationship with him by way of the spirit brings you into a greater awareness of who you are. There is a void, an emptiness, a darkness when we don't know the Lord. That, that, that's why uh, uh, when we come to know who Jesus is, a light begins to spring up in us.
And I want to submit to you today, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, let there be light. And notice here, news is an announcement. Something has happened and things won't be the same anymore. So notice in Romans chapter one, verse 16, the apostle Paul, as he's celebrating the gospel, he says he's not ashamed of it. Second thing he tells us about good news is that it is the power of God. <laughs> and, and that's radically different news than the news we get on CNN, on Fox, on everything else that we see today. I was reading the other day and was uh, remarking at how CNN Plus had tried to create an app uh, like some of the other companies and the app didn't last a month because of contracts. Uh, news in the West, news predominantly in North America, news predominantly in the Western Hemisphere is business. Are you with me? Uh, but uh, this news, this gospel, this good news is the power of God. Uh, we all listen to a lot of news, get a lot of news feeds, a lot of news on our phones, a lot of news on our apps, a lot of news everywhere we turn. But that news has no power. It might, it might, it might ignite us. It might make us upset. It might make us frustrated. It might get us disappointed. But that news has no redemptive value. But this news, this gospel truth, brings a change on the inside of you. Somebody say good news. Just type in good news. Oh, uh, Paul celebrates the gospel, celebrates the good news, tells us he's not ashamed of it. Secondly, it is the power of God. Thirdly, it brings salvation. Why is this important? Because good news does three things. First of all, number one, Deacon Abel, help me with this. Number one, good news uh, informs us. Good news informs us. Good news informs us. Good news informs us. All right, I see you comment and you listen. I'm making sure I'm not out here by myself. Uh, hallelujah. Y'all say something to me. I know you're taking it in. Glory to God. I know this is the word that God gave me today. Good news informs us. So good news informs us. Uh, and then good news. Secondly, it it is called to transform us. So number one, good news informs us. And secondly, good news transforms us. Good news, good news, good news informs and good news transforms. But then there is a third thing that good news does. Are you with me? Come here. Good news informs us. Good news transforms us. And thirdly, good news reforms us. Good news informs us. Good news transforms us. And good news reforms us. Well, somebody can ask, well, Bishop, what, Reverend, what does that have to do with me? 
everything. Because when you meet Jesus, he changes everything. He changes everything. The old saints would say, I looked at my hands <laughs> and my hands looked new. I looked at my feet and my feet did too. Uh, there is a change that comes on the inside of me. Good news informs. Good news transforms. Good news reforms. How does this work. Is this word making sense for somebody? This is blessing you. Just say something to me. Hey, man, just say, I'm with you. I'm with you, Bishop. I'm with you. All right. So if good news is to inform us and good news is to transform us and good news is to reform us, what does God do when we have heard the news? Because, you know, when somebody calls you, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? I heard about it. All right. You hear about it and you go on about your day. But what happens when your soul rings from the call of God? That's really what happens in Acts chapter 9. In Acts chapter 9, that's really what happens when Saul goes from crucified, goes from persecuting and attacking Christians. He attends the stoning of Stephen to then having a dramatic encounter in Acts chapter 9 with Jesus. And Saul goes from being Christianity's most hated to then becoming Israel's most wanted. As his name transforms from Saul to Paul, he has an encounter on the Damascus road and that encounter knocks him to the ground. And the Lord asks him a very interesting question. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Do you know why that blesses me this morning as I get ready to close? That blesses me because it tells me that when we're under attack, hallelujah, God does not just see the attack as us being under attack. He sees it as him being under attack. And he said to them, why are you persecuting me? So when we are in the ring, when we are being pressed in on every side, somebody under the sound of my voice this morning, you're going through something that nobody knows about. You smile, you laugh, you joke. Everybody thinks everything is good, but there's always a need underneath that people have no idea about. And I'm submitting to you, you are not alone. God is at work with you. And I declare unto you this month that you're going to see the miraculous hand of God come by this good news. May this month of May be a month of more. <laughs> good news is that which informs us that which transforms us, that which reforms us. But I, I got another one. Come, come, I got, I got another one. Yeah, I'm not ashamed of the good news. Uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. 
So, so how do we think of salvation? We're just meditating on this one verse. How do we unpack salvation? If we're going to understand God's power to save, that's right, glory to God. If we're going to understand God's power to save, we've got to think about it in three phases. And I'm going to close with this. Sister Nala, we got to think about it in three phases. I'm going to close with this. I'll finish this uh, some more another time. I'm not finished with this message. This message is unfinished. We've got to think about it in three phases. First of all, we've got to think about salvation from the past. For the past, we are saved from the penalty of sin by the death of Christ on the cross. We are saved from the penalty of sin by the death of Christ on the cross. Secondly, we have to understand salvation. I'm not ashamed of the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, salvation from the past. Secondly, salvation for the present. Salvation from the past. God rescues you from your past. No matter what you have done, what you do, who you did it with, no matter what has happened in the past, when you come to Christ, you receive in the Latin tabula rasa, a clean slate. It does not mean that what has happened did not happen. It means that God weaves the past into his redemptive future and he makes a mosaic out of the mess. Lord have mercy. God, I love you. He makes a mosaic out of the mess. What does that mean? That means he takes my pain. He takes my mistakes. Hallelujah. He takes the challenges. He takes the, the, the tasks. He takes all of my yesterdays, redeems me by dipping it in his red blood so that when I come out, I come out whiter than snow. Somebody shout good news. Salvation is for the past. It is also for the present. Salvation is from the past. Bless you, prophet Moore. It is from the past. Uh, it is also for the present. We're being saved from the power of sin by his resurrected life and the indwelling, indwelling of the Holy Ghost. So salvation is saved from my past, but I'm also saved from my present. And last thing, I'm saved from the future. I, I don't ever want you to look at this verse ever again the same. I don't want you to ever think that the word gospel is some weak word that's only regulated to music or a style or a genre. Gospel is power. The gospel is profound. The gospel is preeminent. The gospel is prophetic. The gospel is prolific. The gospel is a person. It is Christ himself. And because we have received this good news, 
every single thing will now be different. How I see the world will now be different because I understand what Christ has done. I have been saved from the past. I have been saved from the present and I will be saved in the future from the presence of sin by the ascension of Christ. As I've said to you before, the full gospel is not just the death, burial, and resurrection. The full gospel is the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, and the enthronement of Christ, seated at the right hand, making intercession so that when I pray, Glory to God. When I come to God, I'm, I'm finished. I'm letting you out early. When I pray, when I come to God, God does not see what I did yesterday. God does not see me in my sinful nature. God does not see me in what, what people once knew me as. God does not see me based upon what I did 10, 20, 30 years ago. God does not see me from my own self-imposed guilt. But when I repent, and I come to him and his blood washes me and his blood renews me and his blood redeems me. Oh, my God, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. When I come to him and I've been transformed by his power, then when I pray, <laughs> I come to the throne of grace boldly and I say in the name of Jesus and when I call on his name, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the good news of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. When I say the name of Jesus, Father no longer sees me in my sinful state. No longer sees me in my sin nature. I've got power of attorney. And therefore, when he sees me, he smiles because he sees his son. Don't ever allow guilt. Don't ever allow shame. Don't ever allow any of those things to so constrict you that they ruin you for seeing what God sees in you. One of my favorite movies my wife and I watch together, and I'm closing with this. I hope this bless you. If this bless you, just, just say something. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to close with this. It's called The Count of Monte Cristo. The Count of Monte Cristo. And my wife and I were watching it. And this man had 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 everything. He had a, a young lady that was the love of his life. And in the movie, uh, he goes through a terrible misfortune. Everything is stolen from him and they lied on him. And he is sitting in prison. And one day he meets a priest who was also locked up. And he, too, did nothing wrong. And the priest looks at him and he looks back at him. And he says to him, he says, you have to pray. He said, I've been in this cell for so long. I don't know how I'm going to get out. He said, God will help you. And the priest looked back, the man looked back at him and said, I've been in my situation so long. I don't believe in God. And the priest smiled and looked back at him and said, that's okay. God believes in you. 
I want to submit to you today. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the good news of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Even when I did not want him, he wanted me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I have two things to do. Don't turn this off. Don't move. If you don't know this eternal life, if you, we've got to get hungry for souls again. We've got to get hungry for souls again. You are welcome. You'll find it on HBO Max. You'll love it. You are what we've got to get hungry for souls again. For souls again. We are in the soul business, not the show business. And the problem today is that the church uh, in the West has been in show business and not in soul business. We are in soul business. It's about your soul. Your soul has to be saved. What profit of a man to gain the whole world, to gain all the crypto, to gain all the money, to gain all the stocks, to gain all the nice house, the bling bling and everything and die and lose his soul. God wants you back. He wants you, despite what you've gone through, despite what you've done, despite where you are, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, he will save you. All he says is believe on him as the scripture says, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Lord, I've done what you told me to say. I've said what you told me to say. I've done what you told me to do. Now confirm this word with signs and wonders. Thank you that you're not calling us in show business. You've called us in soul business. Thank you for what you've called us to do and what you've called us to say in the name of Jesus. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in Jesus' name. This is not about show. This is about your soul. If you're not saved, come to the Lord. I'm closed. I'm finished. Come to the Lord. Come to the Lord and receive him as your savior. Repent. We don't like that word today. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and he will deliver you. It's, it's very simple. You confess your sins to God and he will save you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, let's sow into the kingdom of God today. Let's sow into the kingdom of God today. Let's sow into the kingdom of God today. Uh, as we close, God bless you, Dr. White. Let's give unto the Lord. Let's give unto the Lord this morning. Let's give unto the Lord. I want you to sow. This is a very, 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 very powerful moment. Uh, it is not just the first Sunday of a brand new month. It is the first day of a brand new month. Let's give. Five represents grace. Five represents glory. Five represents growth. Let's give unto the Lord. May the grace of God cover you this morning. There are very simple ways for you to give. You can give by texting the word global to 51400. Texting the word global to 51400. You can also give via cash app, dollar sign, global fire now. And you can also give via Zelle. Our Zelle is a global fire now at 
gmail.com. And as always, you can go to our website. There's scriptures there. There's information there. There's content that you can give there. Uh, globalfirenow.com. Listen, I have one request. I have one request. I want you to re-listen to this word today. Soak it. Let it get in your heart. Let it get in your spirit. Meditate on it all week. We're not doing TNT this Tuesday. Uh, I want you to re re revisit this word that I've given you today. Get this word in your spirit. Get your word in your heart. And we will watch God do great things. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May his countenance be with you. And may he give you his peace. Global is who we are. Fire is what we bring. Ministry is what we do. Father, I bless every gift, every seed this morning. Thank you for touching the hearts of your people. We don't give out of need. We give out of vision. We own nothing. Our paycheck belongs to you. Our job belongs to you. Everything, our business belongs to you. So we don't give you sloppy seconds or thirds. We give you first. And I thank you for realigning us today. Thank you for making us unashamed. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Thank God and amen. Globalists who we are, fires what we bring, ministries what we do. Have a blessed week. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.